完璧などありえないこの世界は不完全だから美しいバカバカバカ何俺は海賊王になるなんて恋しさなの力を渡した時に言ったことを覚えているかいクレ違うそこじゃない変態遅い Hello and welcome to More Than Hentai, a podcast that is here to show that anime is far more than just tentacles and catgirls. There's also countless stories of love, loss, laughs, hope, horror, and happiness that are just dying to be found. And I, Brendan White, the Salt and Pepper Senpai, am here to help you find them. More Than Hentai is proudly powered by 8-Bit and those sexy audio-based legends, Audio Technica. Go upgrade your audio game today over audiotechnica.com. And joining me on this episode, Is a man who can often be found streaming over at twitch.tv forward slash quartz TV, but replace that A with the number four while you're doing it. And he's also giving off regular Saturday morning cartoon vibes or constantly searching for the world's best cheese toasty. He's also one of my favorite snack daddies, and you will soon be able to find interviewing all of the creatives over at his new soon to be released podcast known as It's the Wide World of Quartz. Find him on the socials at Quartz TV. Obviously, replace that A with the number four. Sam, welcome to the Riverside Studio, my friend. How might you be doing? I'm doing great after that. I feel like I feel like at the peak of my career as a human being with that intro. Thank you so much. I'm doing quite well. There is only one way to go from here, though, sadly. So uh, oh, yeah, hopefully that's further up yeah. because uh, you know what? Down does not exist here. It's onwards and upwards always. But yeah, I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule and recording with me on your day off, mind you as well. So thank you for uh, committing some time to me. It means a lot. But uh, yeah, we're here. We're talking anime. But first and foremost, my man, let's talk about you. Give us the uh, the backstory, the elevator pitch, the the secrets. You know, let us peek behind the curtain of Quartz or Sam's life. And uh, yeah, share with us as much or as little as you'd like on who you are, what you do and everything else in between. I think I'm like, I, like I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I'm on the verge of like starting to drop my own, like my own little podcast. I only have one other person mm-hmm. helping me out like properly on this. And I've been thinking, I think I'm the content creator that's always looking to be in a genre of content. Like I've gone from doing YouTube to Twitch and like still doing Twitch, don't get me wrong, but doing the podcast as well now. Like I feel like I dabble so much. So, you know, I feel like I'm a bit of a content creator all over the place, but like just Saturday uh, Saturday morning cartoon vibes, man. Like you said it exactly that. Like I said that as a passing comment, uh, shouting that out of myself to someone else. And we both stopped and just went, that's exactly (laughs) what my brand is. Like it's just Saturday morning cartoon cereal and good times, you know? All right, if, if we're talking cereal and good times, what would be the dream bowl in front of you right uh, now? If we're having cereal, good times, and cartoon on and cartoon action on a Saturday morning, what are we chewing on right now? What's what's that dream bowl in our hands? If I'm going back like '90s, you know, you know, CRTVs, like you know, big bulbs and mm-hmm. stuff, it would definitely be like because I, I hadn't been exposed to a world of like American cereal, you know, like the Jerry sure. Seinfeld shelf of cereal that wasn't a thing, you know, Western Sydney in the '90s, like. The, it was like, oh man, I wish I could get Lucky Charms, you know, like, so it'd be a bowl of Fruit Loops, like straight up, not a whole heap of milk. So it stays a little crunchy a little bit and, but absorbs the most, oh man. I'm pretty content with that answer. Fruit Loops, or I've also would have accepted Frosties. Yes. I am a yes. for a good bowl of Frosties. Oh. 
Sorry. Those frosted flakes get in and around my mouth any day of the week. I will take both of those over a bowl of corn flakes or Cocoa Pops any day Fucking of the week. A, man. And like, you know, you can put sugar in corn flakes as much as you want and it is not the same as a bowl of Frosties, that's for sure. No, it's it's the poor person's cornflakes. It really uh, is, poor yeah. person's frosties. If you just sugar in your cornflakes up, like just fully commit to the potential uh, risk of diabetes and get that bowl <laughs> of frosted flakes in your belly as soon as you can. They definitely were the diabetic cereal. Like they, you could see the coating of sugar on each flake. Ten out of ten. Oh man. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, like like the the health star rating on a box of frosties is probably like a half a star. <laughs> at the best, I reckon. Like I don't have a box in front of me, but I assume. It ain't too good for you, but it tastes great in the moment. I'll be buying a box this week now. That that flavor has hit my mindset. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm salivating over a <laughs> yeah, box of cereal. My uh, my cupboard for for when I do have cereal these days is the the wheat bix bites with the little yeah. uh, berry pieces in them. It's it's cereally, but it's also healthy. I don't feel like a complete turd burglar while eating them, yeah. and, and I feel sort of better for it. And they're a good anytime snack. No, definitely. I agree. Like, there's nothing better than, like, a little bit of cereal, dry or not, at, like, night, snacking on something during a movie. But, like, my cereal on the shelf at the moment, no shit, is uh, Sultana brand. I got into Sultana Ooh. brand so hard late in my life, and man, yeah. But I can't buy a box of Fruit Loops or anything now because it doesn't last a day. Like, if I get the big box, it'll probably last maybe three days. But if I get the small box, Damn. it's gone in a day. I just, I have like, I remember Kevin Smith explained this one time. He's like, you know, you, you're into the cereal paradox or something. You get low on cere- uh, low on the cereal and there's only milk. And you're like, well, I don't want to waste the milk. So you pour more cereal in, but then you run out of milk. So you put more cere- milk in, you know. Oh, yes. It's just- you're just stuck in a loop. Yeah, yeah. A Fruit Loop maybe, one might say. <laughs> oh, Let's stop the conversation on cereal at that pun. That was fantastic. Yeah, we we can't improve on that. But what we can improve on is getting a little bit of your backstory when it comes to anime, because I guess that's what the listeners are here for. And, uh, you know, like getting the the pre-qualifier, the the checklist that you are so politely filled out for me before we recorded, just get a little bit of an understanding of of where you sit with anime, what your current sort of temperature check is. And um, you mentioned, you know, you've sort of consumed and you're a fan mostly of the Studio Ghibli films. Also a big fan of Ghost in the Shell, Akira. But one line I wanted to highlight here is you wrote, love the movies, hate the shows. So that's that's a pretty pretty like aggressive pl- flag plant going on there and, and let's 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 unpack that a little bit what's what are you loving so much and also hating so much on the film and the, the TV show differences? Uh, so it, it like that sentence you could put that into just regular television or animation for me okay. like I it, okay. it really takes a lot to get my attention with TV like I'm I am ADHD as fuck like you know like uh, I need it on a t-shirt to warn people you know and I think one of the big things is and I learned this when I was watching series like Breaking Bad Better Call Saul uh, and there's mm-hmm. one of I can't think of right now um, but like if like this stems into gaming as well. Like for reasons why I enjoy playing something like Fortnite because it's just a loop rather than just like, you know, it's short balances and it's just, I need closure. Like, uh, and especially some anime series are just so long. The other half yeah. is to like, um, I, I've had so many people being like, you will like this. And I'm that turns me off something straight away. Cause I'm just like, no, 
I don't want to be told what I'll like. I just want to kind of watch it, especially in something that's like, and I don't mean this word in a literal sense, but in a genre that's so foreign. And I don't mean like mm-hmm. literally foreign as in like culture, but like it's something that's so new. It's something that's so fresh for me. And um, one thing that I got into when I was studying film at uni was I got into the Ghibli's because I liked the fact that they, I actually really loved this one thing that they were like, not damsels in distress. They were like heroes and warriors in all types of characters and in all types of forms. And I really, really dug that. And then I started watching Death Note around the same time. And I really did enjoy Death Note. But then um, I had the classic scenario. I fell asleep while I was watching the DVD because it was that old. And <laughs> I don't know where I fell asleep. Like, I don't know where I stopped on it. And I was like, I don't really want to rewatch anything. So I'll just end it here. But I did really enjoy Death Note. And uh, my old housemate, like, still to this day, like, gave me his crunchy roll password. And he was like, I just want you to watch anime. There's some shit on there you really like. And I wrote to him today, been like, I'm going to watch Attack on Titan. And he just wrote back, oh, of course you are. And I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so like, I think it's, it's a big mix. Like I I love cinema. I love films. So like the appeal of watching Ghost in the Shell and uh, Akira and the Ghibli films is so easy, but TV is like a real, real hard thing to kind of get stuck by. Yeah, it's, it's pretty understandable, especially when some of the, the more sort of globally known anime series, you think of your, your one piece and stuff where there's over a thousand episodes. You think of like Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon, these things that just go forever. And it can be very intimidating and daunting when, when you're sort of on that periphery outside looking in through the window going, I want in on there, but where do I start? And also that hill is too big to climb. So I can completely uh, empathize with you there and understand where that sort of sentiment comes from. But I'm happy you've taken the chance. You, you've done the the plunge into the anime pool via the goodness of your friend's Crunchyroll <laughs> account. So shout out to them for helping uh, make this uh, chance occurrence here happen. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting because you mentioned Death Note as well. And Tetsuro Araki, who was the director of the Death Note anime, also directed Attack on Titan. So maybe oh. there's some similarities here. You know, I'm not going to sort of bury the lead and, and talk about what you think, good or bad, right now, but maybe that connective tissue could bode well for that sort of final impression here. But uh, I guess we can sort of talk about what More Than Hentai is for, for listeners joining us for the first time. The way this, this podcast works is, yeah, based off a list of pre-qualified questions, I try and find a recommendation of an anime I think our guest may hopefully like and continue to consume. We are then going to sort of deep dive on their experience of the first episode of said anime that I've recommended. It is full spoiler, so we're going to deep dive on everything and anything in relation to episode one. So we're not going to ruin the the overall narrative beats and plot points and big twists and reveals of of future episodes, but this first episode, nothing is off limits. So we're going to be diving into sort of almost beat by beat situations as far as what happens in the story character arcs that we're seeing sort of start to present themselves in this first episode so yeah we will be spoiling some things in episode one but the the anime in question or our title in focus here for this episode with sam is known as attack on titan which is a dark fantasy manga series written and illustrated by hajime isayama and was first serialized in kodansha's monthly magazine basatsu shonen magazine in september of 2009 with its chapters collected into 34 tankabon volumes attack on titan has become a critical and commercial success having taken home countless awards and as of september of 2022 the manga had over 110 million copies in circulation making one of the best-selling 
manga series of all time. An anime television series first premiered on April the 7th of 2013, with the first three seasons produced by Wit Studio and Mappa taking over from the beginning of season four. At time of recording, there are currently 88 episodes, eight OVOs, and a handful of films available for consumption. And Attack on Titan currently holds a score of 8.54 on my anime list, and that is based off 2.6 million users, making it the number one most popular anime on my anime list. And the story of Attack on Titan is as follows. Centuries ago, mankind was slaughtered to near extinction by monstrous humanoid creatures called titans, forcing humans to hide in fear behind enormous concentric walls. What makes these titans truly terrifying is their taste for human flesh is not born out of hunger, but what appears to be out of pleasure. To ensure their survival, the remnants of humanity begin living within defensive barriers, resulting in 100 years without a single titan encounter. However, that fragile calm is soon shattered when a colossal titan manages to breach the supposedly impregnable outer wall, reigniting the fight for survival against the man-eating abominations. After witnessing a horrific personal loss at the hands of one of the invading creatures, Aaron Yeager dedicates his life to the eradication by enlisting into the Survey Corps, an elite military unit that combats the merciless humanoids outside the protection of the walls. Aaron, his adopted sister Mikasa, and his childhood friend Armin join the brutal war against the Titans and race to discover a way of defeating them before the last walls are breached. So Sam... Attack on Titan. We're going to be unpacking the first episode, which is called To You in 2000 Years, The Fall of Shigashina, Part 1. What did you think about this? We can take this conversation any direction you want, but let's start it off. What's what's your temperature check? What's your gut feeling after watching episode one of Attack on Titan? Um, I fucked with it. Like, I really, really did. And, like, I, I was in a bit of an indifference because my mate who lent me the Crunchyroll password, he was like, it's basic. Uh, it's He's like, it's a great place to start. But, like, there is he was like, there is more, in my opinion, intelligent anime somewhere else. And I was like, mm. fair enough. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to name him, like, 100%. Yeah, we'll talk about this <laughs> offline because I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that at all. But anyway, after keep, watching, sorry, keep going. I'm sorry. After watching this, I, I'm on that same page. Like, I... I like it was funny that you said like the uh, the creator is the same creator as the guy from that did Death Note, and mm-hmm. the one thing I could see in that because like I I've always looked at Attack on Titan like whether it be artwork, photos, stills, or whatever, uh, or even cosplays and stuff, and just looked at it and went like it kind of looks basic from a distance. Like I looked at it being like eh, but then when you saw the characters, I can't remember the character's name. I'm horrible with names and stuff. So Aaron Yeager, the lead. Yes, when his uh, mum got eaten. That was the point I was kind of like, like in a very similar way to the episode of Invincible, the first episode when all the gore started happening. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh God, oh, this is this is going to be a trip. This is going to be a journey. Like this is going to be a lot more intense. And um, that's when I started like, I, I could feel like the, like I said, I studied film and like the script breakdown mind that I have when I watch like some films and then start breaking down character motives, character vibes, mm-hmm. uh, which one's what, what they're trying to do and what's the overall arc going to be. And that's when I was like, oh, this is going to be a lot more intelligent than I ever gave it any credit for. And that's on me a hundred percent. Like I said, that's like, you know, the distance view of what this anime was. And I think like, I think the thing that just got me with it was just the fact that I, I found myself lost in the world. And then, like, I did watch beyond the first episode. I won't lie. Yeah, which is fine, which is totally fine. <laughs> but the one thing I, I didn't realize that was, like, those outer world walls. And I just thought it was one big circle. So I was like, oh, this is kind of boring. But then when they were, like, the next episode, they're like, oh, there's three zones. And I was like, 
Like I just zoomed in a little bit and was like, okay, now there's more to this. So like, uh, I, I can't really pin it to what really got me, but, um, so much about it. I just absolutely dug. Yeah. It, it's funny because I've, I've had a couple of cracks at trying to push through attack on Titan and there is a lot going on in this world. And, and unless you're giving it your full concentration or watching it probably from front to back consecutively, you can get lost. Like I'd, I'd work my way through a season and a half, put it down for a little bit and then go back. And then I'm like, who are these characters? What's going yeah. on? Send help. So I've, I've sort of parked it and restarted it a few times. But in the last couple of weeks, I actually went, you know what? I'm going to commit. I'm going to watch it all. And in the span of like a week, I watched all 88 episodes, all the OVAs wow. and all the films. Like I just went whack, whack, whack. So I'm fully up to date. It's very fresh. I'm happy that I finally did so because it is a very, very special anime. That's all I'm going to say in that regard. But yeah, I like in this first episode in the, you know, to you in, in 2000 years, the fall of Shingen Shina part one, uh, the, the world that they do present it with, we've got sort of like a pseudo German European type of vibe where we're yeah. in this, in this sort of very clean, very traditional European countryside. Uh, the, the uniforms uh, are very European. The, the, obviously, the architecture very European. You can see the dwellings that everyone's living in. And yeah, they sort of touch on it very briefly that there's three walls. There's Wall Maria, then there's Wall Rose, and there's Wall Cena. And you know, the, I guess the further in you are, the more important you are because you've got all these layers of potential protection for, for Titans should they ever arrive again. But yeah, we've had a hundred years of peace and quiet. There's been no Titan sightings or Titan attack. Oh, there's been no like Titan breaches or giant attacks happening for a hundred years. But one thing I love is that the opening really hooks you from the get-go because it opens with the trauma and this colossal titan just there, and you're like, what the friggin' Christ? Is this thing's a skyscraper-sized humanoid that yeah. is just here to cause everyone a bad time? And there's a line that bookends this episode that Aaron says, he says, and in this moment we realize that home was a pen and that humanity a cattle. And that's what opens the episode and it closes the episode. And it's like a big old exclamation point with that line where they've had this false sense of freedom and content and happy lifestyle with free living for a hundred years. And then it's like record scratch moment. There's a giant beast at our wall that is, yeah, skyscraper height. Everything ends right here. What are we going to do? And it's like, oh shit, what happens from there? And then it cuts to the, the opening and the opening of Attack on Titan is one of the best in anime where it's got this like big operatic and metal soundtrack going on. And like, they're showing a lot of things that can be potentially happening or, or some foreshadowing with what's to come. But it's really cool that we get this huge open that jumped in after they introduced us to the Survey Corps or the Scout Regiment, as they're also known. And these guys are out beyond the walls riding on horseback in the countryside. And they realize that there's some Titans up ahead. And then we get some shots where they're like, you know, equip your ODM gear. And, and it's funny because you and I, we're, we're Fortnite players. ODM gear is, yeah. is rampant in Fortnite right now. And ODM, it stands for Omnidirectional Mobility Gear. So they've got these sort of like gas-propelled canisters at their hips that shoot out these grappling hooks and they zip around at a million miles an hour. And introducing that equipment into this anime 
and sort of seeing seeing just some of the shots that the directors decided to use and some of the ways they've framed it where there's a bit of sort of just focus on the gears and the mechanicals working in it and then they shoot out and hook into a tree and then they're flying around at a million miles an hour like it is very very well animated like wit studio are at the top of their game with this one and yeah it was a really cool open that just got me hyped as hell because i'm like who are these people? They're flying around with like pseudo grappling hook. Like they're flying through the sky at a million miles an hour, yet they're really agile and they're swinging swords around and they're going to kill these giant like freak creatures. What is happening? And you have so many questions right off the rip in the first like five minutes here. You're like, okay, there's a cool world that's getting built here. There's a diverse assortment of characters and holy shit, now there's these giant creatures that like to eat humans. What the hell? No, definitely. Um, I, I like I, I the biggest fear I had about doing this was like I feel like I was going to come in with more questions than I did with more answers. Uh, that's like the whole thing that I kind of got from it. Like I, mm-hmm. the one thing like I don't understand, and I'm guessing throughout the series you do learn like without a doubt. But the difference is between the there's like a I guess a regular size Titan. And then there is a Titan that's a lot larger. And at first I thought they were the same. Like I thought it was only the larger one. And then, you know, and then I was really curious. <laughs> this is very wild. I don't know how far this is going to go, but I don't think they have any private parts. Like they've only got yeah, butts. Yeah, they're, um, they're like, is, is the, what's the right term? Like, um, like they're not. The Unix, is it? A Unix? Yeah, I guess so. They they have they have no there's no organs on them. There's no sexual organs. Yeah. You can see their little butt sil- silhouettes. I don't think I ever remember seeing a butthole in, <laughs> in, the, in the anime at all. But you can see you can see some exposed buttocks, but there's no male or female genitalia on any of the titans. But yeah, there is there is like you see the giant colossal titan that towers over this wall that stood strong for a hundred plus years. And then these smaller ones that are still like three to four to five times the size of a human. Like they're still big. Oh, they're, yeah, they're still terrifying. Like Yeah. And and the various aesthetics, like they're all very unique. Like they're all creepy and quirky and some look a little kooky, but they're still all scary because, yep, they're going to grab you and they're going to friggin' eat you. Like even if they do look a bit caricaturist. Oh, yeah. Like I thought like half of them looked like stoners. Like the, the, I think the one that does eat, um, I've forgotten his name already. The mother. Aaron. Uh, Aaron Yeager. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was just like, that guy is so baked. Like even the way he's like, yeah, I was like, that's me. Like over a bowl of cereal, not to reiterate, (laughs) but like, but like, I, I thought it was like really interesting and fascinating. Cause like, they also like look somewhat Joker-esque, like the big teeth smile and, but it looks like they've got no lips. Like there's a lot of like horror element in this and stuff. And I, I think that's what I didn't expect. I thought I was expecting like a, uh, um, an almost like how you put it European is perfect. Like, cause I was like, it's not quite steampunk like, but it, it's got like that color, that color scheme of a steampunk mm-hmm. world. Like a lot of like, you know, sepia browns and yellows and oranges and stuff. And I was like, it's not really that, but it is in that, that setting. But, uh, man, I got so caught on color scheme sense. Um, but I, I just found it like the, like the world itself seemed more horrific than I ever made out it was going to be. I thought it was just going to be this like 
over the top action, which I guess is in there, but there's so much more density. Like the one thing I really dig was the um the roles of people mm-hmm. and like the fact that the soldiers, like the soldier that's coming up to defend and then he is confronted and you can clearly see there's these people that got these jobs as soldiers that think it's an easy job because they haven't had an attack in what, 2000 years or in a thousand years. In a hundred years. So there's yeah. been nothing that's happened in a century. So most of these people, well, all of these people weren't alive to remember the last attack. So I guess they've just got this false sense of security and complacency, mm. unless you're part of the the scout regiment that are out there beyond the wall all the time. And um, we have a scene with that, like after the trailer and before that, we had this cool epic moment where the scouts are flying around and cutting up Titans and there was like a big battle cry and some really sick animation that cuts to, to young Aaron and, and Mikasa, where they're out collecting firewood beyond the wall, then they come back into inside with the firewood. But as they're coming in, you're getting, like you said, like the various characters playing certain roles. There's like a street preacher in there, and he's he's sort of <laughs> saying a sermon to the people about, you know, the walls are a gift from God, and da 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 da. And then you meet Mister Harness, who is a uh, part of the Garrison Regiment, and he's there getting on the piss with his boys and and Aaron you sort of see really quickly that Aaron, he's very fiery, he's very headstrong, and he can see the garrison regiment, you know, having a bit of tomfoolery and carrying on. He's like, how dare you? You've got to be on guard. You know, we've got to protect the people. Life's more than just getting drunk. And you can see that he's very, very passionate young kid. Like, he's no more than, you know, 10, 12 years old at this stage. And then uh, Mikasa drags him off because he nearly gets into a fight when we see the the scout regiment return because he's like, oh, they're back. This is awesome. Let's see the the heroes ride into town and, and see how great they were out there. And then he gets there and looks and, and the scout regiment, they're downtrodden, they're beaten. You can see people mauled, missing limbs and, and you know, some close to death. And, and then you're sort of hearing that contrast with the crowd where the crowd's like, you know, that's what you get for leaving the walls, you bunch of idiots. Like, why would you do that, you damn fools? Yeah. And so there's this contrast where people are like talking down and thinking that the scouts are, are useless and just go out and get eaten. But Aaron really sees them as that beacon of hope and that they're out there fighting the good fight and keeping everybody safe. And then, yeah, Mikasa drags him off. They go home. You meet the mother and father of the kids. Mikasa then mentions to to the family that you know Aaron wants to join the scouts the mum who's whose name is Carla she gets very upset and she's like no that's not ever happening da 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 but then his dad's like you know what maybe but when I get back from this sort of uh site visit because he's a doctor and you behave I'll tell you what I've been up to down in the basement and it's like hmm what's that about yeah hmm okay I thought that like the uh I guess in a way it's not a red herring but like it's a misdirectional thought because when I I thought the whole first episode was going to be about the dad's backstory of the base the basement and then for the Titans to attack and I, that attack scene the way it presents itself with the explosion and the silence before it like I really like that made me like I, I I'm ADHD so I'm looking down at my phone looking up and I it's probably horrible because I'm watching the subbed version because I'm trying to be the that's truest okay. that's okay <laughs> the sub is phenomenal like I've watched I've watched parts of this anime in the sub but I've watched the, my most recent viewing was was dub front to back the voice work in it is really really good for either side and we, do, okay, we don't cool. judge you. We don't we don't yuck <laughs> anyone's yums. You want to sub, you want to dub, you want to hybridize that shit. That is more than fine. 
I think depending on my mood, like if I come home from work, I'll be watching this, uh, the dubbed. But if I'm like day off, I'm going to put my feet up. It's like, well, I've got, I've got a full attention span for right now. I'll watch the, the, the subbed. Because the voice acting as well and like the emotion in just the Japanese language in it is so much, like, I haven't watched the It's so much more dubs. impactful, hey. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I was like, I was caught up in their emotion than I was what they were saying, you know? I, I guess if I like, I could understand completely, I'd probably be caught up regardless. But uh, I, I found that was fantastic. And I, the one thing I really wanted to say as well, that like it set up the, uh, the emotional arc really, really well through the relationship of him and his mother. Mm-hmm. Like the mother clearly trusts him, but she wants the best for him. And she shows that when she says like, hell you are, you know, like she's, coming from a place of caring. The dad's in a place of like, he's growing up, we should let him grow up. But then like, rather than like not being able to see what's in the basement uh, and having the mother die, it's now just like, well, now like, you know exactly where that character's uh, motive is going to be. And the way they express like his horror of seeing what he's seen and like the blood raining down and stuff. I may be dabbling into the second episode. I can't remember. No, no, this is the first episode. Yeah. Okay, cool. But like that, I was like, was so beautifully arced and like i i like that every character is uh this is such a stupid thing to say but human like yeah. everyone has a like an actual reaction and not just like i feel like when in because i am very american animation that you, they only pay attention to reactions on small scales but you can see everyone in the town like even when they're at the boats and stuff they're like i think now i'm in the second episode I, yeah, I really, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dial, dial it back. come back to me come back uh, to uh, me but like uh, how the attack happens, like, uh, okay, I'll put it this, um, the preacher, you know, the, the guy that's like, you know, the walls are a gift from God and seeing how like he's dealt with and everything. It's just like, I don't know. It was just, I felt myself get caught up <laughs> like, weirdly enough. They're, they've done like uh, Tetsuro Araki who directed all this. He's done very well and, and using the source material, obviously it's, it's very, very close as far as panel for panel from the manga as far as what they've translated to screen. But yeah, it's a, it's rare to find an anime where the entire ensemble is living and breathing. Like yes. usually you'll have your, your main characters, but anyone out of that periphery are just, just there, Yeah, you know? But like they're taking time to flesh out this bigger world and you're meeting a lot of characters, a lot of, you know, not disrespecting them, everyone's important, but a lot of nothing characters for the most part. Like you've got, they introduce you to the core. You meet Mikasa, you meet Eren. You also meet um, their other friend who's sort of getting bullied named, named Armin. Like after there's this, this dispute in the house and, and Carla, um, Eren and, and Mikasa's mother or stepmother or surrogate mother for, for Mikasa or adopted mother, I guess is the right word. They, they sort of have a little bit of a scuffle and they run out and, yeah, Armin's getting bullied and, and the bullies are, you know, saying, why are you ever going to fight back? And you can already sort of see that Armin's more more of the passive uh, member of this sort of trio where he, he doesn't want to fight back. But then you see Eren come around the corner at a million miles an hour running headstrong, like, I'm going to bash you guys. And they're sort of joking about, oh, here he comes again. He's going to get beaten up for like the third time this week. But then they see Mikasa come in around the back shadowing Armin and uh, Eren and they're like, holy fuck, she's here too, let's go. And they sort of bail. So you sort of realize the the hierarchy and sort of the power tiering here where you've got Armin at the bottom, Eren in the middle who will fight for everybody, but it seems he win, uh, loses more than he wins. And then Mikasa, who's just this silent badass powerhouse. And they have this little interaction. And then, like you said, just before there's this big like this big explosion and the whole township is just like um what's just happened i don't understand 
what's going on here? Was there an explosion at the local bottle or what? And then you see this giant colossal Titan peering over the edge of like this hundred meter high wall. And everyone's like, holy shit. And this colossal Titan, he winds up and just does this one kick and it punches a hole through the wall and destroys like so much of the town, killing people with debris everywhere. Smaller Titans start busting through the wall from that hole that the Colossal Titans just made. And then Eren sort of says, you know, this is the end. They're inside. And you're just like, holy shit. Like it's gone from this nice, relaxed European village where it's just simple times, simple ways of living and just, uh, you know, a nice, simple way to sort of spend your day to we're all probably going to get eaten right now. Oh, yeah. What do we do? Like it, it was beautiful. Like that conversation I'll having, even though it was so serious about the world they're in and what their motives are as characters, it was so human. And it was so like, a, not like the worst thing. Like he, I feel like watching it, you're always waiting for the, the moment, the, the bomb to drop literally. And I feel with them having that conversation, like how one of them sit on a brick wall, the other one's like sitting down and like, you know, on the ground and stuff. And it's just like what you'd be doing as a teenager, like thinking of like, this is a life in a way, even though that's not the conversation that they have, but they're living so freely and so careful, care freely. Sorry. And, um, like, I think the one thing about it was just that kind of like they showed the townspeople and then the volume dropped, which I loved. Yeah. The use of sound in this anime, like I, I don't seem to pay attention very often to, to anime I watch. Like when I think back and think of the score and I'm like, it was there, but I can't really remember it having much impact. But Attack on Titan does it better than just about anything I've watched. Their, their use of silent moments and then just build it up to this big crescendo. And when they're mixing in these big operatic traditional sort of soundscapes with metal and all these other subgenres, it just makes these moments just go whack and just slap yeah, you in the face. I actually love the theme song. Uh, like just to jump on that real quick. Cause like the reason why I liked it so much was like so many anime theme songs are so out of place for me. Like they're so over the top mm-hmm. and like, so like upbeat, like J pop or K pop or have you on look at, but with like this metal undertone or there's ones that are completely metal. And I'm like, I don't really feel like it relates, but this one felt like a Lord of the Rings modern Epic when it, in its sound tone in the theme song, like it sounded like it was trying to not trying to be, but like trying to be larger than life and trying to be, like involved more than the others. I'm going to get torn apart in my Twitch streams. I swear to God, like with these opinions on like theme songs from uh, animes, not being so strong. Nah, you are on the money. And that's another thing, like an intro and an outro can, even though it is just oftentimes an afterthought, it feels like in the, the anime process, it can really elevate the content, whether it be, uh, where they're taking snippets from future episodes and giving you some little potential breadcrumbs to get excited for. But that that tone, that beat can sort of set that stage early. And um, Hiroyuki Sawano, who does the soundtrack for Attack on Titan, is a very, very talented individual. Also done like Blue Exorcist, which has got an absolute banger. Seven Deadly Sins has got an awesome soundtrack and score. And Kill a Kill, which is one of my favorite anime of all time, has got a similar synchronicity with this where the the music and those big moments go hand in glove as opposed to it just feeling like it's forced in there to be to be edgy because yeah i've watched a lot of anime where that intro or that outro can be feel really disconnected from actually what you're watching it's like the tone is completely off 
where this is like hand in hand the whole way. So yeah, Sawano absolutely nails it with, with his musical choices for this one. And I, I completely agree with you. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's, it, it feels, it feels like, a. I feel like I'm so lost, but like a battle, like epic. It feels like everything's in a line, yeah. you know, and uh, and it bleeds into the actual tone of the whole show perfectly. Uh, the one thing that I kind of really dug was like the the fact of like the outer layer and like the the storyline looks like it's going to go into a whole arc of um, like the effects of war when it comes to poverty and refugees. And it looks like it's approaching that very human-esque, like... Like, that's just a, you know, I may have watched the second episode, haha, but like, uh, that just seems to be like the thing that is coming across. Like, it, it doesn't look like it's trying to, like, uh, romanticize the idea of war and battle, but it's trying to, like, no. lead of, like, the consequences that it has for people and everything. And yeah. So that's a perfect way to describe this show. Like, it, it doesn't romanticize anything. Like, it's very real, it's very raw, and it's very dreary. Like, there's episodes, like if you continue on this Attack on Titan journey, there is episodes that are just going to leave you feeling like shit. Oh, and like, that's the sign of good storytelling. And that's something that's not often seen in anime. Like a lot of the time you'll, they, you know, a lot of directors or studios can nail the cutesy, the whimsical, the crazy. But when you can find something grounded, like you mentioned Shudo Ghibli earlier, like you think of Grave of the Fireflies, which has got similar tones and beats to oh. this. Like obviously without the giant colossal titans and things, but it's got a similar similar energy to it, and you leave like both of those viewings feeling pretty raw and pretty fragile, and and yeah, I love that about this show. It's funny you mentioned uh, Grave of the Fireflies because that was the uh, uh, that was the first anime overall that I watched. Like I I just finished playing Last of Us, and I was like, man, I'm really into these like depressing undertones that we got in stories at the moment. And my friend was like, um, you should really watch more Ghibli then. And I was like, right on. Um, yeah, like, where do I start? And he was like, we'll start with this. And we went to his mate's house. who had the cinema room, uh, nice lounges. We turned off all the lights. And uh, the only other time I've sat in a room so quiet and so, like, tearfully was when we saw The Whale just recently. Like, everyone was just quiet. Shout out to Brendan oh, yeah, Fraser. Man, congrats. <laughs> but, like, we totally just sat there being like, yeah, I, I kind of get why this is thing, but like I, I always tried the TV shows and that, but I, I just couldn't get onto it as much as I could with this. But I, I really think this has cracked the mold for me. Like, uh, I, like I said, I, I watched the first episode today. I did have a little nap, uh, straight after, and then, um, straight after that, I was like, maybe I'll watch the second one. It was part two. Like that counts as the first episode, right? You know. So I think because the tones in this are going to be like very, like real. And not so much in this whole world of like, you know, uh, it's awesome. It's epic. It's giving you that vibe, but it's giving you this faithfulness of like the situations that they are in, even though they may be exaggerated with these Titans, they are true. They are things that people go by and like, they are like a humanoid story in itself. And I think that's what really got me. That's what I've always really enjoyed about like my favorite type of TV shows. So I think it's something I'm going to get into. Definitely. Yeah, it's like it's just the sign of good storytelling, whether it be a video game, anime, film, TV, a book, whatever. If you can imagine yourself in that person's shoes and feel what they're feeling, like at least for me, that's that's just the hook for me when I'm consuming content. Like if I can somehow relate, even if we are in a foreign land or another universe or an alternate reality, like if I can go, you know what, I understand what they're feeling to a degree, or I can sort of empathize with them, I'm I'm usually a big fan of whatever that content is, and, and Attack on Titan does that 
and it does it very, very well. Like it's so real. And on that realness front, like sort of circling back to the the story in, in this first episode, like after we, we meet Armin and, and Mikasa and, and Aaron are having a, yeah, a little bit of a, a nothing moment, but it is relatable. Like it's just kids killing time after school in the Arvo, as we all have done. But then you get that big explosion, you get all this death and destruction happening in their once peaceful town. And then Aaron realizes like, holy shit, mum's at home. Yeah. Is she okay? And he starts making a beeline to their to their family home. And Mikasa is is running as well. Poor old Armin, you can sort of see he's sort of frozen in the moment, doesn't know what to do. But Mikasa and, and Aaron run to the house. They find their mum, known as Carla, and she's trapped under this wreckage and they're trying to get her out. But she's sort of saying, my legs are trapped under here. Even if you get me out, I can't run with you. I'm gone. He, and he, she's sort of saying, Aaron, take Mikasa and run. And during this this moment, the way they've framed it and some of the, the scenes in themselves as far as the really close, tight shots on Aaron's face, on Mikasa's face, on the mum Carla's face and just the emotion they're showing, it is so real and it is so raw and it just like, it rips your damn heart out because there's panic, there's uncertainty as to what to do. Like Aaron sort of realizing that, yes, that's the right thing to do, but I'm never going to leave you. Carla, the mum is saying, you got to go. And then we have another situation where Hannes, the garrison regiment guy flies in and he's sort of almost having this hero moment because we meet Hannes earlier and he's just this drunken joke of a soldier that Aaron was berating and he's flying in and he's like, you know what? Killing Titans aren't hard. I'm going to slash these guys and I'm going to save the day. I'm going to get Carla out of here. I'm going to get the kids out of here. And like you mentioned earlier on, he, he runs in, pulls out his blade, sees the Titan and then freezes up and goes, you know what? Fuck this. I am not equipped for this. Turns tail and runs, picks up the kids on, on you know, Carla's behalf, grabs Mikasa and Aaron over his shoulder and he's running away. And Carla's feeling very good about that. And you can sort of see Aaron struggling. He wants to go back and save his mom and there's panic and there's heartbreak and all this. But then you can sort of hear Carla like where she's having this happy moment knowing that her children are going to escape. You hear her very softly. I don't know if you picked it up, but then she's like, she says, don't leave me. Yeah. I, and you're like, oh, oh you're going to make me fucking cry. So <laughs> that was, that whole scene was the turning point for me. Like, uh, like I, I, I won't say that I was disinterested before it. I was enjoying my time, but that was the point I was like, that's the human element that comes into play and really holds its strength. Like uh, if I can break it down for like a little bit, my, my favorite part about it was uh, the soldier coming in and being like, I'm going to save the day. He pulls out the blade prematurely and he's like, ha I'm going to take on a Titan. Uh, he's definitely not with that attitude, but he runs up to go and do it. And then when he's confronted like far enough, that's when he realizes the weight of his situation. The mm -hmm. one thing I really enjoyed about that, that he didn't just run away. Like he ran and got the kids. Like he still was a soldier. He still was a fighter in some way. And he did believe in like keeping like, keeping them safe uh and like the other thing i really dig and i really really like this is that like the whole epi episode is showing how weak aaron is like oh you've got more wood than usual oh wait no you got help and then like you know he's mm -hmm. gonna stand up to the bully and they're laughing at him oh but his friends they're behind him backing up but with his mum 
he stays like he's just like i don't care if i get eaten i need to save you and she's like my legs are fucked man like you know go like save yourself save your friend and get out of here and um like there is so much that breaks down of every character motive of what you're seeing in this whole world how it how it evolves and that scene is what three to five minutes long probably yeah it's it's the final five minutes of the episode this it's building like obviously it gives you that teaser right off the jump as far as the colossal titan over the wall and then it, it flashes back to just nice calm village life and then yeah we get that final five minutes and it just builds and builds and builds and the tension watching it like even though i've watched this episode several times now like it still doesn't hit me any less because you know we can all like we've all got people in our lives that we love and we do anything for and you can see yeah, like you said, I think you, you described Aaron perfectly where he's 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 never the strongest. He's he's not the the stereotypical character in anime or film or TV that is, you know, always winning and he's the hero. Like he's he's losing all the time and yet his his sort of courage and drive and just care for the people in his life that matters overrides all that loss and he's still fighting, you know, till his last breath and yeah. and seeing him struggle and then you see that moment where the Titan picks up Carla, his mum, and kills her by, like, you know, breaking her in half. And you can sort of see, like, the focus on their faces and their eyes and the tears flowing. Like, it is phenomenal. Like, Wit Studio are one of the kings of anime when it comes to animation, in my opinion. And, you know, we don't need to get out in the weeds as far as Mappa taking over from season four onwards and me kind of hating it in comparison to, (laughs) you know, what Wit we're doing. Like, Mappa are phenomenal. They're magicians as well, but Wit... And what they did with these first three seasons is god-tier, legendary, never-be-repeated-again status. And seeing it in these final five minutes, the way that people can show emotion through animation just blows my mind. And you're there for every step of the way. And then, like you said as well, Carla gets gets broken in half to be, be killed, and then the, the Titan bites down on her. And it's so beautiful where they're using these blood particles flying everywhere and they sort of slow it down a little bit slow the music down a little bit and it's so peaceful and serene and beautiful even though you know that Aaron and Mikas's mother just got eaten like yeah. it's this weird juxtaposition that shouldn't work but it does yeah no without a doubt it's like it, it like the way it uses like animation is something quite out of this world because some scenes are so animated where everything is moving like there is Mm -hmm. nothing in the shot like the dirt on the tiles on the ground or whatever you can see it roll away from wind from blowing up or anything like that but then there's other shots where only the people talking are moving and the background is just a still and like the animation i think is so strong with like drawing your attention to where it needs to be and then making Mm -hmm. you a little overwhelmed and it pulls you in and out of that feeling back and forth and i i really enjoyed that like someone that like like I, I do think of myself in some way of like a bit of like a film studies person. Like I, I really love breaking down movies, like what camera angles, shots and motives of shots and stuff. And there was so much in this that I felt rewarded by as that film snob that I really, really dug. But the one thing that you said just now, the animation of their eyes had more life in them than some fucking television has. Like, uh-huh. like, I like it's a big thing. Like uh, I remember playing games with um my Crunchyroll password friend, and I can't remember what we were playing. And he was like, "Man, they always fuck up with the eyes." He's like, "No matter what in video games, they cannot get eyes right." And then we started playing. Like I was playing Last of Us Two 
in front of him and he was like, all right, well, they kind of did, they did really cool here. And he said the same thing about God of War, but this is a few things in cartoons. And I mean, like really to have seen that the eyes were probably perfect. Like the closest I've seen, at least in any type of cartoons. Well, especially like over American animation. I mean, I'm not going to relate the details of these eyes to Homer Simpson's fucking eyes, but like, (laughs) you know. Yeah. a, A lot of the time, like the eyes, Avoiding the cliches, you know, the eyes are the gateway to the soul, rah, rah, rah. But like you can show so much varied emotion through a person's eyes. And a lot of the time in anime, in American animation, in video games, like you mentioned, they're just dead and lifeless. But to see what Wit Studio did with Attack on Titan, especially with this first episode, because you want the first episode in anime to hook you and want to watch more. And those these final five minutes where you're seeing all this heartbreak and all this emotion and a lot of it is yeah you're not really seeing any background in these in these shots it's just like a you know a bust shot or just a face shot only not really seeing anything else go around it but just the eyes are doing all the talking for you and it hooked me big time and after that moment where we've got that really beautiful contrast with with poor Carla's blood splattering across this battlefield now you get Aaron with this one line and he says just like that everything changed and then we get that same opening line about homer's a pen and humanity a cattle and then it's cut to credits so the episode starts really big sort of lulls us a little bit with some backstory and then it just goes boom with this giant ending that runs for about five minutes where it's just like the world is on fire (laughs) titans are coming to eat everybody the lead character's mother has just been eaten right in front of his eyes what the hell is happening? Yeah, it's it definitely weighs itself up quite well. And, like, um, I can't... Yeah, like, if you were to ask me, like, uh, how I felt about it, I definitely felt connected to it a lot more than I have with other series. I Like, I haven't really tried to watch too many series. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't, I don't know why in particular. I think it's a definitely, like, I don't like being forced, especially with cartoons. Um, not that this is cartoon cartoons, but, like, if someone's like, oh, you'll love this, you should watch it. Like, uh, in my chats, uh, I'm gonna, I've wanted to mention this the whole episode we're doing this, but uh, one of my regulars, uh, the mod of my Discord, Metal, uh, Metal X Lover, he has been saying for years, you should probably check out, um, <laughs> you should probably check out Attack on Titan. And um, like, I, even today I put up in my Discord, I'm like, hey guys, got some news for you. Number one, I watched Attack on Titan. He didn't respond to anything else I wrote in that post. He just wrote, good. Like, and replied to that one part that I pointed out. And uh, I, I definitely have to say that anyone that has recommended me Attack on Titan, you were pretty much correct of me enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's great. That makes me feel pretty good. And obviously, loose spoilers, you have persisted past episode yeah. one and watched episode one and two. <laughs> it's part but two. Yeah, I'd I like to know. Like, sorry. <laughs> will, will you continue to watch? Will you continue to consume Attack on Titan and see where this this story takes you because I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's like, whatever you think is happening, you're probably way off the mark is all I'm going to say. <laughs> like there is some shit that goes on in this show where I am just jaw to the floor, head shake. What is happening here? But it is a ride that I recommend everybody gets on. Um, yeah. I'm going to keep watching. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to like, cause I can't 
like it's it's definitely an ADH thing. Like there's a point where I forget or like I get too busy and I fall out of loop. So I'm like, I'm just gonna leave it. I can't do this now. But the one thing is like I I have to go see a friend after this recording. Uh, and when I get back tonight, I'm definitely gonna watch another episode. And I'm already planning it tomorrow night. I have a couple of times to watch some more. And like I like this week is my week of freedom. Like I'm not I'm not streaming this week. So I was like, I'm gonna actually try and at least get through the first season of this. And if I can get through Hell that, yeah. keep going. So yeah, and I. I won't lie, uh, the other day when you're like, uh, when are you going to do, you know, the anime show with me and Modern Hentai? And I was like, oh, wh- like whenever, you know, well, I can't remember how the conversation occurred, but, um, and you're like, I was like, what one do you got for me? You're like attack on Titan. And it was kind of like, it's time. Like, you know, it's just, yeah, it's, yeah. I got to do this. So it, it all just fell into place. Like yeah. I've got two other episodes I'm recording this week. I usually try and do like one or two every fortnight, but I'm doing three in four days this week. Yeah, that's a lot. Just because the scheduling <laughs> and when you and I were talking, I'm like, yeah, when are you going to come on? And you're like, yeah, let's do it. And I'm like, and then you're like, what do you got? And I'm like, attack on Titan. You're like, yeah, let's go. And then I'm like, when are you free? And you're like, in two days time. And I'm like, all right, let's, let's get it. Let's get it. And here we are. I definitely. It's been a good time though. It's the fact that we pushed everything so well together. Like when I was like, cause a part of me was kind of, I was kind of hoping you'd be like, I can't do Monday. Can we do another night? And I would have been like, yeah, let's do Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday. I got those nights free. But, uh, like a part of me was kind of hoping, but when you're like, yeah, let's do it. I was like, all right, this is definitely like fate. This is definitely where we fall into place of everything. So thank it you. It was very much meant to be. Just like the last word presented by our friends over at Japan Crate, experience Japan through snacks and knickknacks via monthly package drops courtesy of japancrate.com. And while you're there, be sure to use 8-Bit15 at checkout for a tasty discount and free shipping no matter where you are in the world. But Sam, give me your last word on Attack on Titan. Um, If you haven't watched it, honestly give it a crack. Like... uh I, I, I think I'm the person that's not the advocate for anime in any way, shape, or form. So if I can sit there and be like, I enjoyed this, had a good time, and if you're looking for, looking for a gateway or looking for something to watch or looking for something to rewatch, let's do it. Let's do it together as a family, you know? La Familia, yeah. 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 Watch alongs on Discord or something. I don't know if Crunchy will come for us with uh, infringements and strikes, but uh, not 8 bit you know related. What? That's all Quartz TV. Come sue me, Crunchyroll. Like, you know. <laughs> Nobody sue anybody apart from the ones that aren't watching Attack on Titan because they're doing themselves a disservice. But man, thank you so much for stopping on by and riffing Attack on Titan with me. It's been on my list since the beginning to, to do some Attack on Titan on more than hentai, but I'm happy that I found someone to explore this beautiful, dramatic, dystopian, heart-crushing, elevating, then crushing again anime that is Attack on oh, Titan. Man. And hopefully... This is the first step to you reclaiming the love for, for anime and maybe walking this path with me a little more. I'll just like periodically recommend you anime to check out and see if we can keep uh, recommending winners. Well, I definitely got the trust of you to trust your uh, recommendations after this. So thank you for that. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for trusting me. But uh, quickly, shout out where the listeners can find you and all those fantastic things that you get up to on the reg. Well, you can find me on um, you can find me on Twitch. I kind of do three three times a week. I have mornings at nine under Quartz TV Q four R T Z TV. Uh, but real big, I'm hoping to launch it very soon. By the time this goes up, I imagine it will be ready. Uh, you can find my podcast pretty much everywhere on great podcast services like Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube. They're the big three that I'm aiming for at least, and it's called uh, it's the Wide World of Quartz. 
Oh, well, the wide world with quartz. Sorry, I don't want to get sued by Channel 9. I just want to make nah, that they can They can try. They can try. <laughs> but remember, when you are chucking quartz in the search engine, replace that A with the number four. That's replace it. Replace that A with the number four, and it's quartz with a Z on the end. Yes, yeah, because we're like fucking 2002 cool. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Limp Biscuit are uh, high-fiving us from across the pond right now. Dude, I was going to put but, X, uh, We X, better get X out of here well. and do it all for the nookie. But uh, <laughs> obviously, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, more than hentai, as well as all the other podcasts you listen to on the regular. Those ratings and reviews take no time, cost no money, and mean the world to us podcasters out there. So pay it forward where you can. If you want to drop some money in our bucket, you can do so over at buymeacoffee.com forward slash we are 8-bit or at our web store shop8bit.net. Obviously, videogamesandculture.com is our hub for all things 8-bit. But listeners, whether your anime be subbed, dubbed, or still yet to come, enjoy yourself, stay hungry, and much love to all the gorgeous waifus out there. Goodbye. 